God, boy. What a day. Mm-hmm. Howdy, folks. If you're hearing this, then, well, then we've all been through some stuff. Do we just want to do a regular intro? Ah, this isn't a regular well, episode. Well, that's true. It's not, so never this mind. This is a very special episode. Take it away. As you may recall, uh, this is Thomas, by the way. This is Elizabeth. Yeah. And as you recall, on the previous episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast, we discussed a little trip we'd be taking to Atlanta for a bit of book shopping. Gonna do what I like to call uh, driving down the broken spine, which is just the assortment of uh, bookshops that populate the Decatur area and in uh, Green in Atlanta, is that really what it's called? No, I, that's okay. what I call it. Okay. I thought it sounded clever. It do, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so but uh, we aren't Indicator right now. We are in downtown Green. Uh, I keep calling it Greenville. Nope, we're in Atlanta. Yeah, I always think though that part of what I like about Atlanta is the parts that remind me of Greenville. Yeah. Yeah, which is mainly Decatur, but at any rate. Uh, yeah, so we're at the Hilton in downtown Atlanta right now, and we're going to be hitting a couple close-by bookshops first thing in the morning before we make our way over to my old stomping grounds around Emory. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in the meantime, we've just been having ourselves a day, getting here, going about our business. Uh, just got back a, about an hour or two ago from... A movie at the Plaza Theater on Ponce de Leon. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, it was Memoria, right? Memoria. Pichpongwira Sethicles Memoria. Wow, that was impressive. I, I, I'm fairly certain that's how it's pronounced. I've heard a couple. Oftentimes, I feel like confidence matters more <laughs> <laughs> in terms of pronunciation. But, yeah, I've wrote enough about the dude when I was in film school that uh, I even have committed the spelling to memory, let alone wow. how I think it's pronounced. So, But yeah, his latest movie came out, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think Elizabeth enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, I did. pretty well. It's definitely... Uh, I, I, calling it an acquired taste feels like a, a backhanded compliment. But it's definitely, like, out of the ordinary. Yeah, it, it's very different. It is not your typical movie-going experience. Oh, but, it, but the plaza was a great theater. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was a great, that was a really cool place. Um, yeah, I, I, mistook, we, I mistook it for whatever theater it was we went to when uh, the, They Might Be Giants were in town. I feel like that was also on Ponce, but I might be misremembering I... where it was exactly. I thought that was kind of close to that, like, five points in... Yeah, that sounds about right. That's probably... Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, we had a good time at the movie. Mm-hmm. Had a nice drive down. Yep. Uh, hit some traffic, hit some rain, all the standards. Yep. Uh, but made it to our hotel in time for check-in. And, uh... You know, I... I the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, if, if I was a hotel in downtown Atlanta, 
I might make check in 11 p.m. too. Certainly. Yeah, because I guess like you don't you don't have the lobby open 24/7 necessarily. Right. I mean, obviously, like, they still have staff here, but I, I would think yeah. for, like, the safety of your well, staff. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, I guess that's where the, the key cards come in. Yeah. But you need to be here to get the key cards, and that's what we yep. managed to do. And uh, so we're in our room now. It's a little after midnight. Actually, it's probably closer to one. It's closer to one, to one as well, yeah. yeah. So we're going to need to get some sleep if we're going to be up and about in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the bookstores open at 10, so give ourselves maybe some time to go get caffeinated. Some time to go get caffeinated, get some bagels. Yep. Yep. Gotta love bagels. Oh, yeah. And Have you heard the thing that, like, bagels are a depression food? Like, cure it or? No, that, like, depressed people like bagels. Ah. I, I mean, some of the podcasts I follow bear that out but uh i've seen it on tiktok too i hadn't heard it specifically about bagels i was like i heard like i saw it on tiktok a couple times i was like you know what that kind of tracks yeah anyway that tracks moving on oh so yeah what you're going to be getting tomorrow is us going about to various bookstores going to have our recording equipment along for the ride and after every stop we'll be reporting in with what we've uh, experienced what Mm -hmm. we've learned how we've grown and uh, then we're just going to have some fun with yep. it. So, do you have a method for your shopping tomorrow? Uh, I I have, like, a TBR mm-hmm. in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. But basically, if it looks interesting and it's in good enough condition, yeah, then I usually prioritize it rather than any, like, hard and fast titles I'm keeping an eye out for. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, uh, we've got a bit of a roadmap in mind. i don't, not sure how much I want to spoil, but I guess if it feels like... I, I tend to prioritize books that uh, don't feel like common uh, uh, acquisitions, mm-hmm. so... If it's the kind of book I don't feel like I could find new, like either limited run or out of print or mm-hmm. something like that, then I'll be more inclined to get it. Okay. But that's just sort of a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And most of where we're going, I think, is going to be used books. Yeah. So. I, um, you know, at one point in my, in reading, in my reading life, like, I had this list. I think I feel like it was a BuzzFeed list. And it was like, I don't know, you should read these books before you turn 30. And I was, like, in my late 20s. Yeah. And so every bookstore we went into, I would pull that list up on my phone and I would look for those books. Sure. And it, it some of those books were super hard to find. I did, obviously, I, like, gave up on that search a long time ago. I, d- I don't own all of the books that were on that list. Right. Um, but I do own a good many of them. That's cool. Uh, so there's only one thing that I'm looking out for tomorrow, and that's per my husband's request. Oh, he yeah. really he really wants a hardback version. He wants a hardback edition of the unabridged st- the stand. Right, and if the bookstore I plan on going to still has it in stock, we may come across one. Mm-hmm. I will warn you though 
the last time I recall seeing it, it was in the ballpark at two hundred dollars. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Right. I love you, honey, but no. No. What's the most you've ever spent on a book that like wasn't like a textbook or something? Uh, honestly, probably that wasn't a textbook. Um, I would probably say like. 30 to 35 dollars yeah that's about that's a high average uh i did spend like 50 dollars on a first edition mm-hmm. of uh the neil stevenson's cryptonomicon yeah but uh that, yeah that was just sort of like a sort it, that sort of thing right so but for the like for the sake of comfort like in reading i typically go for trade paper because Mass market paperbacks are too small, and they get awkward to hold. Yeah. Hardcovers can be cumbersome. Yeah, I used, I bought way too many hardback editions when uh, Barnes & Noble were on their whole, like, coupons every other week yeah. kick. Man, those were the days. Yep. What happened to you, Barnes & Noble? You used to... I, I, I don't know. They're not the only ones. I know. It's, it's rough out there. Support your local booksellers. Yep. But, uh, yep, so we've got our marching orders. We've got goals in mind. And uh, we hope you'll enjoy coming along with us for the ride. Yay. Yep, but thank you for joining us. And uh, it feels weird going to bed in the middle of a podcast. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Where do things have happened? I, yeah, I think it's kind of on brand for us, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, be seeing y'all in the morning tomorrow once we hit our first stop. And uh, see you then. All right. See ya. Test, test, test. 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 Okay, let's go with this. Okay. All right, and we're back. You join us in the midst of our hunt for books. And... Uh, <laughs> We're recording from, uh, what street are we on? Uh, North Highland. North Highland, yeah, we're down the road from Highland Books, Virginia Highland Books. Uh, we just made our way from uh, Postman Books mm-hmm. over at, um, what was the name of that? Pont sh- City Market. Pont City Market. And boy, howdy, was that a pretty store. That was, that was gorgeous. It smelled yeah. good, too. It was very nice. The whole place was fancy. Uh, just like a lot of really nice architecture and what have you boutiques mm-hmm. uh, a very nice little outdoor mall type deal defo defo definitely worth checking out if you're in this way so uh yeah we're in the car we're don't got the air on so needless to say we're stewing in our own juices <coughs> but uh i'm gonna talk to you a little bit about what we picked up there elizabeth you want to go ahead yeah i'll go for first so um i picked up three stickers and now for the books. What? No. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I had no frame of reference for that. What are the, what were the stickers? Um, I got... What were the stickers? I know what two of them were. Um, you just blindly shoved your hand into a no, bag. No, I didn't do that. Um, so Okay. So the first sticker was a feminist work is never done. Mm-hmm. And then I got a sticker of a cardinal Aww. for grandma. Aww. And then I got this big Atlanta sticker and it's real pretty with like a peach and magnolias and really pretty script. Um, so I got those three stickers and then the two, I purchased two books. I had to like restrain myself because I I was like, we got a lot to go today. Right. Um, so the two books that I purchased was 
the first one was is Hood Feminism, Notes from the Women That a Movement Forgot by Mickey Kendall. Um, and this is a paperback. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and basically this is about the population that the feminist movement forgot. Right. And then the second book I got, this is a hardback, is Noise, A Flaw in Human Judgment um, by Daniel Kahneman, who, who wrote Thinking Fast and Slow, um, and Olivier, Olivier Siboney, and Cass R. Sunstein. Sunstein. Alrighty. Um, What's that about? So this one is basically about... Um, so this one, the, the working definition of noise is a variability in judgments that should be identical. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was, so I picked that up. Cool, cool, cool. Now, can you hold the mic for me? Yeah. All right. Just hold it in place there. Now, let me see if I can find... Oh, here it is. Okay, so I picked up three books. Uh, first one is a book from the 33 and a third series of um, book-length essay, book essays about various albums. This is Andrew Shartman's uh, essay on Koji Kondo's Super Mario Brothers soundtrack. Ooh. Yeah, so. And in a similar vein, I picked up uh, Matt Alt's Pure Invention, How Japan Made the Modern World. It looks to be a collection on like the influence of Japanese uh, pop culture throughout the 70s forward. Awesome. That's yep. a cool cover, too. Yeah, I like it. That's what caught my eye. And the last one, from the good folks at uh, NPD, uh, New Directions Press, uh, NDP, sorry. It's uh, The German Lesson by Siegfried Lenz. This is a uh, novel uh, about uh, authoritarianism in the 1940s. It's about a boy who's, like, recounting his life for a school essay on duty. And he's talking about his father, who was a police officer who was charged with um, confiscating and destroying uh, um, uh, what, what, what subversive works of art, mm -hmm. and how he would and the boy would go behind his father's back to rescue and preserve the some of these pieces. Oh, so yeah, it's looked really interesting, and of course, I'm always a fan for whatever N NDP is throwing down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good haul. Yeah, And, and they gave us these nice little totes. Yeah, these are super nice little totes. You think you'll want to take yours to the store just to save on bagging? No. No? Okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. Alrighty. So, uh, that's uh, the word on what we've been doing so far. We'll be back to you after this next stop. And uh, just stay tuned. And we're back at it again with the big vans. Big books. Is that too is that too old a meme? What? Back at it again with the white vans. I Damn Daniel? I don't no, I don't know. Wow, really? Yeah. You don't remember? Nope. Yowza. Okay. Well, we're talking to you again, so clearly book killing book shopping ain't killed us yet. Uh we're talking from outside the Emory University Barnes and Noble, the best student bookstore I know of. And uh gonna be getting some dinner in a little while so it'll be an hour or two before you hear back from us again but we just finished up at the Virginia Highland bookstore which was quite nice yeah that was lovely and that was a lovely area too yeah 
apparently that store just opened up last year, so kudos to him for making uh, a successful venture in the mm -hmm. midst of everything. But uh, gave Elizabeth a very nice tote bag to carry everything in, as well as a uh, teacher discount. Yeah. Appreciated that. Uh, you want to talk about what all we got? Yeah, so I purchased two books and a hat. And a hat. And my hat is navy blue and says Virginia Highland District. Um, and the two books that I got, the first one is The Body Keeps Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma by Bessel van der Kolk, M.D. Um, I'd he I've heard a lot about this book on TikTok. So yeah, I've heard of it too. So I wanted to get that. Um, and then I also got A Swim in a Pond in the Rain by George Saunders. Because I just, I mean, George Saunders is always a safe buy. Yeah, and I actually read that book last year. Uh, it's sort of a collection of uh, short stories and uh, accompanying lectures that he does. It's like a class he teaches on Russian literature. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of Russian literature, I can talk about uh, the books I got now. Uh, first big one. Oh, the big one. Yeah, let's get that big one out. Is The Eighth Life by... Uh, the, the the title is like glossy so it's hard to read Nino Haratishvili and I believe it's Russian it's certainly large enough and uh, you know you just see a big old book calling to you from the shelf what are we looking at 900 pages 934 alrighty nice so that's definitely that's gonna be something I either aspire to read for years to come or really just dig deep into but uh, the other two books I got are considerably shorter. Mm -hmm. uh, there's I Burn Paris by Bruno Jasienski. That's a Polish author. And uh, the I cannot emphasize how great the cover for this book yeah, is. Yeah, this is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's got like the French flap. It's got illustrations and what all. It's going to be great. And then I picked up a Penguin Classics edition of the Posthumous Memoirs of Bras Cubas by Marchado de Assis. It's, uh, I believe, a Brazilian author, and uh, heard good tell of that. And, uh, yeah, I'm always down for a nice... I have, a, like, a shelf of Penguin Classics back home. They're always a nice investment. I will say, they've started making glossier... Like, they've ditched the glossy covers recently. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's good or bad, because the glossy covers seem... Or just, like, so easy to bruise. Yeah. Like you knock that cup thing over on a table and it just falls I'm, to pieces. I'm sure I'm sure they got lots of complaints. Yeah. But uh yeah, we got those books now and we'll be looking in at the Barnes and Noble real quick. Never put down uh a student bookstore. Mm -mm. And uh then we'll be looking at something to eat. We've got plenty of options here in Emory Village. Yep. And uh we'll let you know what we ultimately side on. But uh, in the meantime, we thank you again, and we'll be keeping you up to date. Now have a nice day. Okay, and you join us yet again. This time from outside of the Dragon Bowl in Emory Village, so where we good. just got done having dinner. Very good. And uh, now we're going to be talking about the shopping we did at the Emory Student Bookstore, uh, Barnes & Noble. It's a uh, very nice Mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble, great selection. Very nice. Uh, much more eclectic than what you'll normally find at uh, those kinds of stores. A lot smaller prints and what have you. And uh, it's also part of the, obviously part of the student bookstore. So you go upstairs, you find uh, Emory-themed 
accoutrement. I picked up a uh, t-shirt. Well, I should I should be frank. I should be blunt. I stole a t-shirt. <laughs> I uh, found it on the third floor after making a dash for the bathroom up there and then asked one of the cashiers, can I just pay for this downstairs? And they said, sure. So I then go downstairs with the t-shirt under my arm and set about picking up the books that I'd had my eye on and uh, get up to the register, hand the lady the books I wanted, uh, still with the shirt under my arm. Then uh, waited for Elizabeth to check out, walked out of the store, shirt under my arm, loaded the books back into the car, put the shirt on top, went to the Dragon Ball, sat down at the Dragon Ball, started eating my Dragon Ball, thought to myself, I stole that dang old shirt. He sure did. Y'all should have seen his face. I was like, are you having a stroke? Are you okay? No. Nope. I think I stole this shirt. So we're going to make a quick trip back uh, to that bookstore to pay for it uh, after we get done recording this bit. But uh, yeah, we picked ourselves up some more books. Uh, Elizabeth, you want to take the lead again? Sure. So I purchased two. Um, the first book I purchased was, or is called Eileen by Otessa... Mosfe, yeah, Mosfe. Anyway, um, I've never heard of this book before, but it, just reading the the description on the back, it looks pretty interesting. Um, it does say it has a Hitchcockian twist, so that's always a plus. And then the second book I purchased, I did not realize that Josh Mallerman had written a sequel to Bird Box. Oh, dang! So this is Mallory, the sequel to the global sensation Bird Box. And I remember after the Bird Box movie came out, like people were all like, there needs to be a sequel. There needs to be a sequel. And I took to Facebook and was like, guys, the book Bird Box doesn't have a sequel, doesn't need a sequel. It is a wonderfully written book. Leave it alone. So and I, Josh I, Mallerman was like, and Josh Mallerman, yeah, Josh Mallerman like put me in my place and wrote a sequel. It's already in paperback. I didn't even know this had happened. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was like, I can't not read this. Right. So that so, sounds good. Those are so those are my two. All right, and now to talk about my five. I lost my mind a little bit. A little bit. You gonna have to bit. talk fast because this car is hot. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so hold on. There we go. Okay. So oh, watch it. Okay, so I bought five books here. Uh, the first one is a short story collection by uh, Julio Cortazar. He wrote one of my favorite collections, uh, Blow Up, uh, that I read a couple years back. This uh, collection, All Fires the Fire, uh, looks to be interesting. Comes courtesy of New Directions Press, as does the two uh, novels I picked up by Laszlo Kaznarhorkai. Always have trouble with his name but he uh, wrote a book I read earlier this year and these are some of his more uh, famous titles that I had my eye on for a while now the melancholy of resistance and Satan tango and uh, look forward to getting into those getting them in paperback they look they look much shorter than they did when mm -hmm. I would like see them hardback editions at the library right uh, the next book was my uncle Napoleon by Iraj Pezne Shikzad, I believe it's an Iranian author, and uh, sounds like a sort of a family farce about a guy uh, wanting to marry a girl and the uh, father, Napoleon, being averse to it, and uh, 
So I'll be interested to check that one out. Comes courtesy of uh, Modern Library Paperbacks. And the last book is a Penguins classic, but it's one I was especially excited to see. It is The Manuscript Found in Saragossa by uh, Jean Potocic. And uh, this is the source material for one of my all-time favorite movies, the Saragossa Manuscript, uh, which is a, um, a Polish film from the 1960s. And it's got a lot of, like... It predates Monty Python, but it's got a lot of their DNA in it. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, I really love that movie, and I'm really excited to see how the book is. And, uh, yeah, it's a very n nice, eclectic selection. Yeah. Indicative of the kind of books you can find at, uh, at uh, Emory Student Bookstore. And now to beat the heat and to beat, beat the heat both temperature-wise and crime-wise, we're going to go back to the bookstore to pay for this shirt and then we'll be back along our way to the next stop on our tour of Atlanta's bookstores. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and we'll be seeing you in a moment. Okay. Uh, that was a nice little uh, little jaunt. Mm -hmm. We are now fully on the what I like to call the Broken Spine, the uh, premier uh, pathway for book shopping in North Atlanta. We just turned on t to uh, like Peachtree, North Decatur, Druid Hills, that general area. Just uh, finished up at the Barnes and Noble at Emory, and uh, we are presently outside of the Book Nook that uh, we'll be going into shortly. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick discussion about our time at uh, Eagle Eye Books. Mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth. Why don't you take it from the top? All right. So now that we are getting into the used bookstore um, section, I purchased, this time it was my turn to purchase five books. Um, so I got This Land is Your Land, which is a children's book. Obviously, the words are by Woody Guthrie. Um, it's illustrated by Kathy Jacobson. And I got this for school. Nice. I thought it would be, because I like to tie in books and yeah. songs. So... Anyway, so I got that. Um, and then I got the first two books in the... What series is this? I don't know. Um, anyway, I got two Legend Terry Kind. Yeah, I guess Legend of the Seeker, or that's the name of the TV show. Um, but anyway, it's the series that Terry Goodkin... Goodkind? Goodkin? Goodkind. Goodkind wrote. Um, so I got Wizard's First Rule and Stone of Tears... Um, I wanted to get, well, and I'm going to look when we go inside the book nook, I wanted to get the first couple of volumes of the Wheel of Time series, but Eagle Eye didn't have any used versions. Are you sure Dad couldn't loan you his? I'm sure he could if he can find them. Oh, okay. Because, um, you know, he's got boxes packed up right. and books packed up, like, all over the place. But I just, and I was just like, you know what, like, fantasy is such a, like, it's it's easy to find high oh, yeah. like used high fantasy books and i was just like i'm not gonna pay eight dollars when i know i can pay cheaper for it somewhere else sure um and then i purchased uh sullivan's island by dorothea benton frank which i'm gonna need for our challenge now, i just noticed it's dorothea benton frank and not dorothea benton frank that's all <laughs> i don't know that got you i love it and then i also got the Ten Thousand doors of january um, the, 
the girl who checked me out said that this was such a good book. Nice. So, I got it because the cover's pretty. It is. But she said it was a really, really good book, so I'm excited about that. Cool, cool, cool. So, those were my five books. Yeah, and uh, this was Elizabeth's time to get five books and mine to get 20. Uh, Did you really get that many? No, not okay. 20. It, it was definitely in the teens. I picked up, like, I, I, went, I hit up the mystery section, essentially. I found one hardback book called uh is basically a picture book of, or a coffee table book about pencils yeah. and uh looked pretty interesting and then i went over to the mystery section and found just a treasure trove of um jo uh, george simonon and dorothy l sayer mm -hmm. mystery novels specifically their uh, inspector migret and uh uh Inspector Whimsy mm -hmm. uh, stories, respectively, and they're pretty much the exact antithetical, like detective stories, as the name would imply. Uh, Peter Whimsy, uh, the Lord Peter Whimsy stories, excuse me, um, are basically like if Sherlock Holmes was a preppy, mm -hmm. and Inspector Migret is very much like the workman-like detective who just walks around visiting people. Occasionally somebody will try to kill him, but they won't succeed. Ah. And then at the end of the day, he finds somebody and they confess and what have you. So uh, Penguin has a very nice run of Inspector Migret uh, novellas, mm -hmm. all in the same like print edition. So I picked those up. They were about like six bucks a piece. So that, that was actually a fair chunk of change from them. And then I got all the other... Uh, Dorothy L. Sayre novels, they were in a variety of printings because I guess they're well, they're both like fairly old. I think Inspector Migret was like more in the 40s, thereabouts. Yeah. Peter Whimsy was like earlier 30s. Okay. But uh, I don't think, yeah, the I, detective stories are kind of like fantasy in that you'll find a lot of different editions of them and they're not that hard to find cheap. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for a very specific title, it might you might need to do a, a search online. Okay. Because I, I have had a long running like effort to find decent editions of Dorothy L. Sayer novels, especially. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping to see some at the Barnes and Noble at Emory because I know they used to carry like a whole, like, um, a matte printed paperback run of her books. And then a few years back, I think there was a push to do a new paperback print of those but they just never really came up with anything mm. so yeah it's like I said I prioritize uniformity in my uh, collections mm -hmm. so if I have like disparate versions of a series then that's all the more likelihood that they're just going to wind up in a box somewhere right but I do look forward to reading these and detective stories are usually pretty brisk reads Yep. so they might be like the push I need to get my reading going again since I've been in sort of a slump these last several weeks. Okay. So looking forward to that. Anyway, we've been uh, doing a good chat here, but uh, honestly, I feel like with Eagle Eye and Book Nook is really where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to seeing what we can find in here, and you'll be hearing about it in a moment. Yep. See you in a bit. Okay. Alrighty. Well, we're sweating it now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely getting on to the hottest part of the day, so we'll Is try... Is air conditioner broken? Their air conditioner, maybe? I think also just as insulated as it is. It's The, the Book Nook is one of those bookstores with floor-to-ceiling shelves, essentially. <sighs> and all those books probably 
didn't do well to insulate it from the heat so uh yeah it was it, it's a bit of a rough sit but Ooh. um all the same it looks like we've got ourselves a an a collection of books to talk about um i'm gonna go first because mine's fairly unremarkable i got a sci-fi novel called the demolished man by um alfred bester i want to say mm -hmm. it's a sci-fi it's part of like the classic sci-fi series and it's basically a, about a utopia who's ruined by a uh overly ambitious business guy and uh at least that's the general gist i got from the blurb on the back so i really enjoyed reading um uh that uh, city in the stars and um uh, other classic sci-fi novels recently, so I'm looking forward to that. And I found a bunch of those uh, George Simonon detective novels in the same uh, series as the ones that I bought back at Eagle Eye, so I topped up off of those. And uh, I've got about 16 of them now. Wow. So, but they're all very short, but yeah. at the very least they'll help me pad out my book numbers for my reading goal this year. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice. And you've got a bit uh, more. Yeah, I picked up four. Um, so I got the Foresight Saga. And really, honestly, the only reason why I picked this book up... Uh, oh, it's by John Galsworthy. The only reason why I picked this book up is because... Um, uh, what's it called? PBS Masterwork yeah. Theater? Yes. Yeah, they did a mini-series on the Foresight Saga. And... Um, my grad school roommate like that was what she used to watch like that was i don't know like she'd get she had to be in like a certain state of mind and like she'd like make comfy food and and like sit down and watch the foresight saga and cry oh um but anyway that's why i bought this and it's a big book yeah uh so i got this i got futuristic violence and fancy suits by david wong that's a fun one I got Room by Emma Donahue. Is that based? Is that what the movie was yeah. based on? Ooh. And then I got Black Mad Wheel, um, also by Josh Mallerman. This is actually an ARC. Oh, interesting. So and I was like kind of confused as to how they were going to do the pricing, which I mean their pricing was uh, not what I anticipated. <laughs> oh, it was too cheap or not? Cheap? No, because because like all their signs were like. The price will be 60% of, like, the book price, and that definitely was not. Oh. Like, my girl just looked at the book and then put in some numbers. Okay. You think so you it was will... cheaper. It was cheaper, cheaper than I thought than... it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, I guess I feel like the same. Huh. It worked out. It worked out. Yeah. So, goodness sakes, y'all. I'm sorry. It's just too dang hot to make small talk. Yeah. So, we're going to be back with you after visiting um, Atlanta Vintage Books. And we look forward to talking to you some more. Yep. All right, everybody. The moment you've all been waiting for. The last update of the Broken Spine book shopping tour. Whew, man. I tell you, it's it, been a day. It's been a day. It's been a good day. Been a good day. Been a good, hot day. Yeah. So, I've got a bunch of books to talk about. You want me to take point? Um, I can because I've only got three. Okay, well, you shoot. Um, okay, so the last place we went to was Atlanta Vintage Books. Oh, yes. Um, not all due respect to every bookstore we've been to so far, they've all been wonderful. Vintage Books is the best bookstore in the city, partially because they have cats. Oh, yes, that's a big uh, that's planning reason of it. Um, but. So I purchased three books. I got a Rainbow Rowell book, and the title, I'm lying. Carry on. 
Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I really love Rainbow Rowell. I've been a fan of hers for years. So, and that, so I was happy to find a used copy of this one. Um, I also got uh, To Tocqueville's Democracy in America. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like that's a book that I need to know. Okay, I've never um, heard of it. Read. Um, all of my political science friends in college had to read it. And I've heard it referenced like throughout my you know adult life so i just feel like i need it's time all right um and it's quite a brick so and then the final book that i purchased is not for me but for my husband um it's a hardcover version of the it's a hardcover edition of the unabridged the stand by stephen king which is my husband's favorite book and that's he prefers the unabridged, and he wanted a hardback edition. So yeah, and we were gonna get him the uh, folio edition of Doctor Slate, but uh, we didn't have five hundred dollars. You later. you might have been getting him the folio. Over. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are some good picks, Elizabeth. Would you say you've had a good shop a book shopping day? I've had day? a very good book shopping day. I don't think either of us will have to buy any more books for quite a while. No. No. Definitely not. Certainly not me. I've got nine books here from uh, from uh, Atlanta Vintage. Obviously, I ain't been here in several years, so I'm making up for lost time. Uh, got a bit of a cross-section. I got uh, from their theatrical section, I got a printing of the stage play A Very, Very, Very Dark Matter by Martin McDonough, uh, who some people may know as like the film director, the film director of like in bruges and three billboards uh in ebbing missouri Mm. so he's very like sort of dark Mm -hmm. subject matter i got uh, a novel here Uh, i guess it's a novel could be like could be non-fiction it's a outlandish night the byzantine life of stephen unichiman and uh didn't, hadn't looked much into it, but it looked interesting. And uh, got this one, Boys and Murderers by Herman Unger. I'm starting to think this Twisted Spoon Press is one to watch because they also printed um, I Burn Paris, mm-hmm. that book I bought earlier mm-hmm. at uh, Virginia Highland. And uh, this this uh, book looks quite nice as well. And uh, then I got a couple of novels by the Japanese novelist Kobo Abe. The first one, I got The Boxman and Kangaroo Notebook. And he's sort of like an absurdist storyteller that uh, I've heard recommended from various YouTubers and Mm -hmm. people I follow. I got The Hearing Trumpet by Leonora Carrington, which is a 1970s sort of uh, uh, psychedelic uh, novel in the vein, like done in like reminiscence of uh, Alice in Wonderland, but it's about an old lady being sent to a psych ward. Mm. And then I finished off with, oh no, not finished off, I've got a few more here. Uh, I got Akira Kurosawa's autobiography, something like an autobiography. Akira Kurosawa, of course, the famous Japanese film director of like samurai movies and such. Mm -hmm. And then the last two books I got here are two hardback editions by uh, Clifford D. Simek, who is the author of the uh, the Goblin Reservation that I read earlier in oh, the year. Yeah, yeah uh, these are his novels, City and Waystation. They were the two highest-rated novels of his on Goodreads, so I figured they'd be worth picking up. And 
Yeah, it's quite the fistful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the most, the single most expensive, like, haul of any of them that I've made today just yeah. because several of these were new. Yeah. And, uh, but I was more than happy to patronize such a great store and in commemoration of that they gave me a t-shirt they sure did yeah very I did, nice yes. i did purchase a tote bag that's cool yeah so she, she got the tote bag i got a t-shirt made out like bandits yep yep and now we've got a long road laying ahead of us to get home mm -hmm. but it's been a great day i think we're due for a little bit of rest and re relaxation yep before we start getting into these books Yep, before we start getting into these books, before we start getting into the other books we need to read, before we get it, start getting into stuff that isn't reading, that should be reading. Don't get <sighs> overwhelmed. Yep. Anyway, we thank you for joining us. This has been a really fun little excursion. It really has. I'm uh, Frankly, I think this sort of on-location thing has proven to be much more uh, viable mm -hmm. than... Uh, would have initially anticipated so i'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out yeah it just occurred to me that i've got the air conditioning on so this whole recording is probably shot <laughs> uh, maybe well, not maybe not maybe you can still hear us but at any rate uh we're happy to have you with us happy to be doing this show look forward to doing it in the weeks months years yeah. to come so and um, um in our in our upcoming episode it's going to be significantly shorter because of this special episode so in our next episode we're pretty much just going to be talking about our challenge right um and maybe any other reading updates we've had sure yeah so we'll be keeping it brisk yeah all righty well i think that's about all that needs to be said i guess you, we can shout out the socials yeah, so um, you can find us on our socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Literally Club at Your Words Podcast. You can find us. Um, you can find us on our website at yourwordspodcast.com, and you can email us questions, recommendations, suggestions, whatever, uh, to yourwordspodcast at gmail.com. All right, and as always, I've been your co-host Thomas Dempsey, and I've been your co-host Elizabeth Connor. Thank you for listening. And Goodbye. Bye.